I'm going to explain why the fall is actually a very interesting and great time to actually introduce a retinol, similar to the spring as well. But the fall is actually a perfect time to do this. So let's first dive into the myth. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Nicoletta Show. This is your host, Dr. Nicoletta Brankov, board-certified dermatologist, skin, hair, and nail specialist, and plant-based beauty foods expert. This is your place to hear the whole truth on skincare, skin trends, and myths, so you can get the tools you need to take back your confidence starting now. The information in this episode is not medical advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your doctor before implementing any of the information. Now, on to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Dr. Nicoletta Show. And as I'm recording this, we're actually in the middle of fall right now. So I thought that it would be an amazing time to discuss the most magical secret skincare product, which of course, you know, is part of the five-step skin success framework. It is the magical skincare ingredient that you absolutely should not skip out on. And this is retinol. So basically today, I would just like to talk about how to introduce a retinol during the fall. I think that this topic is not discussed very often. Usually you hear about retinols, you know, the summertime myths and you hear about those types of information. But I want to talk about today how to introduce a retinol during the fall and the two most important factors that come into considering introducing a retinol in the fall. And that is consistency, overintensity, and knowing how to buffer your retinol. And we'll go over that during this episode. This episode will really be for those newbies in retinols, someone that's wanting to, maybe you had a journey with a retinol in the past, but you stopped because of a, you know, some type of reaction, or you just decided that, you know, you didn't want to do it anymore. You didn't want to be maybe consistent with it, but you have been thinking about it more and wanting to kind of restart that healthy skin journey that we're all on and you're wanting to reintroduce a retinol. So this episode is perfect for you. And I'm going to explain why the fall is actually a very interesting and great time to actually introduce a retinol similar to the spring as well. But the fall is actually a perfect time to do this. So let's first dive into a myth. Okay, so a massive myth out there is I hear it all the time that you cannot use retinols in the summertime. So that is absolutely a myth. I mean, I have been using my retinol pretty much every single evening in the summer. And the truth is that retinols, yes, they do make you more sun sensitive. So I understand that, you know, for the beginners of retinols out there, that Summer may not be the best time to start on that, you know, retinal journey. So especially if your skin is not used to it, because it will make you a bit sun sensitive. So I understand why you wouldn't want to start in the summertime. 
But it's a myth that you can't use retinols. It's not like everyone just summer hits and then you stop using your retinols. So I think that's why talking about fall is important and slowly starting that journey of a retinol. And then by the time you get to summer, your skin is used to it already. And not only that, it has become a habit as you do things many times. It's already part of your routine and you don't even think about it anymore by the time the summer comes. So it becomes such a habit. So here's where fall comes in. So fall's nice. Obviously, you know, it's nice because it's nice and cozy. You start wearing your boots, but you have your long sweaters. But other than all the pumpkin spice and all the warm, you know, cozy cues of fall, the actual sun compared to the summer, of course, the sun's intensity begins to decline. So because some people don't want to start that journey with a retinol in the summer because of the sun's intensity, this is why fall is a perfect time of the year to just kind of start that journey, start being consistent with it. And so, you know, in the wintertime, we have our heaters blasted. And of course, the air is super, super dry. It's cold. But the fall is this kind of nice transition where we don't, you typically, depending on where you live, but in general, in the fall, you don't have the heaters really on in your house. The air quality is not very, very dry. It's still a very nice, I, I love the fall because I, I go running outside and I used to run a lot, but I still love running. You know how some people don't love running at all, but I'm, I can say when I find a running friend, I love to run. So, but I used to like love running in the fall because of the beautiful change of colors and the season and just, you know, getting that pumpkin spice after your run. But it's really the perfect time to start your retinal journey because the sun's intensity is lower. The heaters are not on inside as high as they are in the winter because the heaters will dry the air even more. And of course, the air quality in general is not as dry indoors as it would be, say, in the winter. And the reason why I'm mentioning all that is because retinol can, you know, cause your skin to become a little bit more dry and sensitive. And so this is why the fall is that perfect transition to start incorporating slowly a retinol. Let's dive into what exactly is a retinol again. It's just a reminder, but it's that awesome ingredient, that magical ingredient I talked about in the skin success framework. And so it is a vitamin A derivative. Retinols can sound confusing because you have all these different names. So, you know, you have retinoid acids, retinoids, retinol, retinol esters, retinol palmitate. So all these different retinol terms, basically. And you can refer to episode 33, where I did review the beginner's guide to retinoids. You can go to drnicoletta.com forward slash 33. And in this beginner's guide to retinoids, I talked about what are retinoids, how they actually work on your skin, determining the best one for your skin, and how to incorporate it into your nighttime routine. And so retinols, they are vitamin A derivatives, and they are the most proven ingredient to help build your collagen, even out your skin tone, reverse signs of aging from the sun, so sun damage. And basically, it helps you create that fresh, stronger base in your skin. So these vitamin A derivatives are just magical. And if you are really on this healthy skin journey with me for the time of the life that you are in, retinols are something that you should really strongly think about adding to your skincare routine. 
It's part of the five steps skin success framework that I talk about all the time. And it's important to really think about consistency over necessarily the intensity of maybe doing it every day, but it's just about actually slowly incorporating it onto your skin and slowly starting that journey to being comfortable using it. And so I aim to really teach you about all the different types of retinols. We'll be having all sorts of episodes that come out talking about that, but just know that it's an important proven ingredient to help all those things that I mentioned, especially building your collagen. And so retinols, it's important to understand that they are not all created equal. And I'm thinking of doing another episode later where I'm explaining all the different types of retinoids, like the ones I mentioned. That way you understand but of the intensity and the differences between them. But you can go back to episode 33 where I did discuss the basics of retinoids. Now, let's dive into those two factors that I really discussed that are important in thinking about introducing a retinol during the fall. Number one, the first factor to really consider is consistency over being very intense with your retinoid. So just being consistent over a longer period versus having to maybe do it every night if you're sensitive. It's better to be consistent and do it every so often, not doing it every day, but being consistent with it versus being very intense with it. Basically, in the fall, the weather is not as hot in in the summertime. And I know you want to really start incorporating that retinol and really try to reverse the years and just start really incorporating. And I have so many questions that come in that are like, oh, I don't know which one to start with and how long to try this one before, you know, going for another one. But it's so important that I know that you're very excited to get going with a retinol and wanting to really jump in for it. But it's so important to not go for that strongest concentration right away. If you are new to using retinoids and newbie in this journey, do not go for the strongest concentration right away because your face will not be thanking you for it. So you will be inflamed and not feeling good. If you pick too high of a concentration and your skin barrier breaks down, what happens is inflammation as a result then happens. And then collagen breaks down also as well. So things in your face will come out that you don't really want. And so it's very important when you're a newbie in starting out using a retinol just for your healthy skin journey. It's try to go for that lower concentration ingredient first. And really do not be afraid to use them more regularly. That's kind of the key here is being consistent. If you have sensitive skin, if you're totally new to starting a retinol, try in the fall, try a lower concentration. That way you can at least be consistent with it and you can try doing it every other night. And then your skin will thank you in the long run because you're slowly incorporating those ingredients on the skin and your skin is getting used to it. I currently am using a a Retin-A micro pump right now. I think it's 0.08%, but I used to not be able to tolerate that at all. But now I use it all the time. So your skin does get used to it and it does adjust. And it's important, like I've learned how to buffer my retinol, which I'll talk about next. So the second factor that's important in introducing a retinol during fall is that you really should know how to buffer the retinol. So what this means, so 
you are likely in this new journey of starting a rental because you find that your skin is very sensitive, right? So most people who are avoiding a rental or maybe they're not incorporating it consistently, they find that maybe their skin is very sensitive. And even to the lowest concentration rental out there, some people are very sensitive even to that lowest concentration. So when I say buffer, what you want to do first is you can use a moisturizer first to try and basically dilute that retinol and minimize its effects. But what's important to know is you're not wasting using that retinol, even in its lowest concentration form. So it's better to try to get something and to be consistent using a retinol, even if you're buffering it versus nothing at all in the long term. So if you're not using a retinol all for 20 years, Versus if you're using the lowest concentration one and buffering it with, say, a moisturizer, that's actually better because you're doing something in the long run versus not at all doing anything for your skin. If you are able to tolerate even, you know, the smallest concentration retinol, that is better than not doing anything at all. Again, this is where percentages are very important to consider. If you go to the drugstore and look at over-the-counter products. When it comes to skincare ingredients, sometimes percentages could be confusing on the marketing labels. And sometimes there is a percentage on the packaging, but it could not be the actual percentage of the actual ingredient of the retinol. And so I can explain this with a couple products, but basically I've went to drugstore and there's a couple products that say a complex. If it says a percentage, but then under it, it says complex, that could be confusing and misleading because there's a difference between an actual percentage of the actual ingredient used, whether that's a retinol, niacinamide, and whatever active ingredient used, there's a percentage. There's a difference between that and then a complex is what they call it. So, for example, let's kind of talk about retinols. Retinols the 0.3, 0.51, those traditional percentage forms of that active ingredient of retinol are available to the chemists that are making these. However, when you're in the drugstore, when you find a concentration of an over-the-counter retinol product that says 1.5 or 2.5 or 3, that is actually not the percentage of the actual ingredient of retinol, but it's usually a complex. And that's what's misleading and confusing because if you wanted to say, hey, I'm all gung-ho, I'm eager, I'm going to get started with this, let's do this. And you choose the complex that says, you know, retinal complex 1.5 or 2.5. You're thinking that, oh, wow, this is like a high concentration. I'm going to really do this. But really, it could be the lowest concentration because that complex, that's not the actual percentage of the actual ingredient of retinal. So hopefully that's making sense. Because you think that you're getting something very strong by choosing this 1.5 or 2.5 complex when in fact, it's actually very diluted. And so it's important to go to the back of the product and really assess and look at that, of course. And that's why I'm here to help you kind of dive into different products and talk about them and suggest ones that I think are are good for beginners. One that's really I would say one product that's really good for beginners, and it's actually in my Skin Must Haves guide, which you should download at skinmusthaves.com. Just wanted to mention that because it's an amazing guide for you. So one of the retinols that I think is great for a retinol beginner is the Olay Regenerist Retinol 24 Max Night Face Moisturizer. So it comes in a jar 
which typically I like my retinols in either a pump or a tube. So it's not like exposed to the air. So that's one kind of disadvantage for this one. It is over the counter and it is in a jar and it's called Olay Regenerous Retinol 24 Max Night Moisturizer. It is a moisturizer retinol. So the one thing about this one, though, I was looking at it and it doesn't say the percentage of retinol available, but it's a combination product. So there's some vitamin B3, which is niacinamide to minimize any irritations. And then there's also some retinol and a retinol ester in it. So it's it's a combination product. But like I said, it's in a jar, which jars can get exposed to sunlight and daylight. And so the efficacy of a retinol could go down over time. That's why I like them in the tubes. But basically, what's nice about this one is it's really moisturizing, really creamy. You could use it on the face, the neck, chest, even the back of your hands, of course, because we get a lot of exposure there to the sun and you want to do anti for healthy skin aging to the back of the hands as well. It's very gentle. I've tried it. And even though I'm not necessarily a newbie in retinols, but it's very gentle. You shouldn't get very irritated, broken out or inflamed from it. And it's it's just great if you're completely new to start using this one. So again, it's called Olay Regenerous Retinol 24 Max Night Face Moisturizer. And it is a retinol, so it's not a prescription high percentage. And even though it says max on it, it's definitely a lower concentration retinol. So it's a great for a beginner. And it's in the Skin Must Haves Guide as well. You could read more about it there on skinmusthaves.com. You can download that and take a look. The next one, I just wanted to give you an example of something in the drugstore that I saw that actually can have the word complex on it. There's a couple products that do this. One brand is called number seven. And basically what it says on it is it says that it's an advanced retinol 1.5% complex. And so what does that mean? Because as I mentioned before, chemists use the traditional percentage of retinol, which is, you know, 0.3, 0.51. And so where did this 1.5% come from, right? So sometimes when you're, you look at the label, you think, oh, it says retinol 1.5% complex. Oh, this is a retinol 1.5%, but it's actually not. That wouldn't be over the counter available to someone at 1.5%. So it's, that's why it's confusing when someone sees that and thinks that and they think it's super strong. I'm going to get this. I'm going to get started with a strong retinoid, but that wouldn't be available over the counter. So if you actually do some research and look at this product, and I looked online and looked at their information on the product, it's actually a very, very low concentration of retinol in there. So it's actually 0.3% retinol with this peptide in there as well that boosts collagen as well as other retinol soothers. So Basically, when you add all the different components of the different retinal optimizers and soothers and and the retinoid, then it becomes this complex, which totals to 1.5%. But the layperson that goes to the drugstore and sees that, they, they don't know unless they do further digging research that it's actually not 1.5% retinol. It's actually a complex combined of quite a few different ingredients. So look for that word complex because it can be confusing. And so that's kind of the key point and takeaway to kind of looking at the different retinols over the counter. The whole point of really buffering your retinol is you can put moisturizer in your face first and then put the retinol over. Or what you can do is you can put your pea-sized amount of retinol on your hand and then mix it with a moisturizer. That That's a great way to buffer 
but the Olay Regenerist, it's already almost buffered because there is moisturizer in there. So typically people do pretty well with this one and it's very gentle because again, it's a low concentration retinol. And typically people like to buffer their retinols if they're using a higher prescription retinoid, like I buffer mine with a little bit of nighttime moisturizer. So again, if you are someone who has sensitive skin and you are just, maybe you're just scared to start or, you know, you want to get the most usage of retinol maybe everywhere. So you want to start using it on your face, neck, chest, and back of your hands. It's very easy to try to choose one like the Olay Regenerist. That's a great one to get started with if you're such a newbie. So it's very lightweight and you don't want to dive into something too strong when you're very new. And so at least you're getting an introduction into retinols into your skincare routine. You're becoming more consistent and it becomes part of your nighttime routine and you just know that that's what you have to do. And then in the long run, you know that you're taking very good care of your skin. The key takeaways really that I want you to take away from this episode is that if you are scared of prior experiences with using a retinoid or you've just heard about different experiences from others and you're just scared to get started and you never wanted to get started because you're just scared or nervous about using a retinol, I just want to give you that permission to know that it is okay to start with something lighter. It is okay and completely necessary to start with lower concentration over-the-counter retinol. It's also important to know that Like I said, those complexes, so the number two takeaway really is that complexes do not confuse those with the actual percentages of the active ingredients. So typically the word complex is seen on the outside of a label, on the marketing label of products, and it can be very confusing. Those aren't equal. Complexes do not equal the actual percentage of the ingredient that you're looking for. Those are the two main takeaways that I'd like a newbie and beginner and and a retinal to kind of Keep in mind and just know that fall, fall's an amazing time right now to introduce a retinol into your skincare routine because again, the air is not yet very, very dry. The sun is less intense and also we don't have our heaters on very high. Air is not as dry as it is in the winter time. So you still have a little bit of that advantage so that you can tolerate slowly starting a retinol. Those are kind of my tips for starting a retinol. It is just a great time to start preparing your skin for the harsher winter months. And by the time summer comes, you are no longer a retinol newbie because you have graduated. You have graduated on even maybe to a higher percentage. But again, it's all about even if you can just tolerate the lowest one, it's about being consistent over months, over years versus choosing a high intensity one and then just stopping because you gave up because it caused you to be sensitive. It's better to really do this long-term game. It's all a long-term game. So I just want to make sure that you're building this stronger foundation for your skin's future and of course, your healthy skin journey. So again, until next time, step out with confidence and go choose that retinol that helps you in your healthy skin journey. I'll see you guys next time. I'm over here virtually loving your glowing skin and cheering you on for finishing another episode of The Dr. Nicoletta Show. I am so glad you stopped by to learn more and empower yourself on how to love your skin one day at a time. 
Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, just head over to drnicoletta.com for the show notes and all the resources from today's episode. It would absolutely mean so much to me if you subscribe and leave a five-star review of the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners and thus impact thousands and thousands of people. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, don't forget to step out with confidence.